Hey guys, it's John with the Santee update for Tuesday, the week of Thanksgiving. I'm recording this a week early, so I can't remember what the day is. I'm always a day behind anyway, right? Sometimes I'm three days ahead. Anyway, so today we have a special guest. Um, her name is Lindsay. She's from Perology and Furology up the hill on um, um, Queen Macca and Mast, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, I forgot to, say, I forgot to do the clap. Thanks for coming in today. Oh man, I can't wait till Alex is home full time so he could run the board so I don't have to try to figure out when to slide and when to cut it off. Thanks Too many for, options. Yeah, there's there's tons of options. So you've been uh, treating animals for about 30 years or so on volunteer work and, and running your own business? And I have uh, worked in some capacity with animals for the past 30 years. Uh, I have done everything from, you know, small animals up to horses, uh, done guide dog training, have, you know, really had a privilege of just enjoying my entire life based around some level of fur. So Awesome. Well, thanks for, for coming on today. And we also have our other special guest, Kristen Dare from the Santee Chamber. Hi, thank you so much for remembering me in the corner over here. <laughs> I definitely thought you were going to forget. No, I wasn't going to forget. Because then you'd pipe in and they'd go, who's that? Who's that? With a smart aleck remark. Yes. So, so Lindsay, you won the Santee's favorite. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. And so that means you're in the Chamber of Commerce, right? You've been in the small business community for a little while. Yep. Uh, when we opened up four years ago, we took the opportunity to join the Chamber and, you know, appreciate the support and, you know, enjoy being part of the organization. Very cool. Very cool. So you've been in East County for your whole life, right? La Mesa, El Cajon, all that. And so in Santee, your business does what? Uh, we are a dog facility and an exclusive cat and small animal facility. So we provide uh, full service spa days, i.e. grooming for all of our furred companions. Very cool. And then you started with just furology. We started uh, four years ago. Furology was the original and uh, there we provided services for dogs, cats, and small animals. And then uh, August of this year, we just expanded and opened up our new location, Perology, which is right next door. Um, but in that location, that is uh, exclusive to cats and small companion animals like rabbits, guinea pigs, things like that. Gotcha. So if somebody's coming in and they have a cat or something, they go to one door. If they got a dog or something else, they go to a different door. Exactly. Awesome. Everybody gets very, to stay separate. Very important for the, for kitty cat owners like myself who don't want them uh, freaked out around the big dogs. I can tell you after all of my years of working, regardless of some of the cats really tolerate the dogs very well, they appreciate not having any involvement anymore. <laughs> you can see the obvious part of, oh, it's so much quieter. It's more peaceful. It doesn't smell like a dog. It's just, it's a much more pleasant experience for all of us, groomers, staff, and, you know, feline and small animal friends. Well, probably for the yeah. owners too, because they have to pick up on the energy of their animals, I would imagine. And, you know, feeling a little bit more confident, maybe walking into a facility like that and then leaving with a happy animal is always a good thing. So it is a, it is a good thing. And the, the difference of how the buildings are set based on what the needs are really for the difference of, you know, the animals, um, our dog facility furology, um, is a, you know, an open concept where it's, you know, three big rooms. Um, you know, we do have, you know, you know, safety doors and things like that, but it's, it's much more set to just have a, you know, a very open, calm feeling, um, over at Perology. 
everything is individual rooms. Everything has doors. Uh, cats are extremely quick, and you know, safety-wise, they're not as containable as dogs. And when they decide they've had enough, they have quickly had enough. And sometimes it's that spot of they they need a very quick departure. So everything is set to make sure that you know they are in the safest spot possible. We are providing the best service we can for their safety, comfort, and you know, really overall, it's just a much more pleasant experience for everybody to enjoy. How often does someone get a cat washed? You know, really, it depends on the cat and their needs. Um, we have uh, quite a few, you know, customers that are, we bathe them, you know, roughly every four to six weeks, some of them eight weeks. Um, we highly suggest our monthly maintenance plan where they come in at least every four to five weeks for a nail trim air cleaning, brush out, uh, just to make sure that, you know, the coat stays happy. The so you have a happy. subscription model in your business? We do. For, that is so awesome. Yeah, for the cat side, because, we you know, we really, you know, cats, in reason, some of them cannot handle being bathed, and sometimes it's not worth the additional stress, but really making sure that the nails are, you know, taken care of and that, you know, the skin and the coat are happy is something that, you know, if you're checking in monthly with that, that part about going, it's overall going to be a much better spot for you and your cat. So you can just kind of like chill through it. If the cat's going to go for the bath, you can do that. If not, eh, we'll just do the nails. Yeah. We test run everybody. Yeah. We start with nails and that part of, as long as that goes well, then we, you know, um, sometimes we have certain fur friends that are 100% lovely for all parts of the process, except for bathing. And some, the only some way, friends like that. Yeah, yeah. The only way we find that out is unfortunately the hard way. Um, but, you know, a lot of the cats really do enjoy being bathed and they enjoy being, you know, clean and fresh. And, you know, it's that level of it's, you know, always nice to have someone else wash your hair. It's, you know, but makes sense. Totally. So. And then how about dogs? How often do people bring in their dog? Uh, the dogs, we most of the dogs regularly we see on a four to six week schedule, especially for, again, nail maintenance, overall coat, um, you know, and skin health. Uh, you know, certain breeds don't require as much maintenance as others. Um, you know, if you are a, an owner of some lovely creature as like a poodle or a doodle, anything that, you know, has much more hair yeah. to work with, that part about the difference of, you know, grooming requirements versus a boxer or a chihuahua. It's, you know, quite a bit different, but either way, we still always want to suggest that people make sure that, you know, routine nail trims are being done, you know, ideally four to five weeks at most. It's important for dogs to be able to walk correctly on their feet and with long nails, they can't do that. And the longer their nails get, that means they don't walk correctly, which promotes arthritis, back problems, all sorts of joint things. So, you know, it really does come down to, it's just a, it's a good habit for the dogs to get, you know, routine grooming. I bet you get a lot of, I would imagine, like seasonal customers too, because we have a German Shepherd. And I mean, when she loses her winter coat, it is a hot mess. I mean, we're brushing her. It's not just like one good thorough brushing. It takes like weeks for it to really get all like that undercoat out. It is, uh, you know, we, we always joke that they shed twice a year, January through June and July through December. <laughs> um, if you have a coat that's, you know, double coated like that, really it's uh the more consistently that they are, you know, bathed, like I said, every four to six weeks, you definitely will notice less shedding, less of that all of a sudden, whoa, you look like a molting yak. And because, you know, it does happen. Um, we see, you know, here in San Diego, since we have such beautiful weather, we really, unfortunately, the dog's coats get very confused because mm -hmm. all of a sudden we'll have these really cold nights and then it's really hot during the day. So their poor little goes like, well, I guess I need to have hair because it's getting cold. Oh, I guess I should lose it. So it, it's a, you know, a tough balance sometimes to keep. 
kind of makes sense. Now, bunnies, how often do people bring in their bunnies? Uh, You know, bunnies really are, it's subject to the bunny. Um, It's uh, bunnies, again, fall almost the same thing, really, as all animals that are, you know, any of your companion animals. They require really nail trimming is an essential part of, you know, correct pet ownership, um, making sure that they're, you know, the coat isn't getting impacted and isn't thick, causing mats and irritation. A lot of people aren't aware that, you know, when the coat isn't doing, isn't able to breathe correctly and isn't in its, you know, correct natural state, it actually, the dogs aren't able to regulate their body temperature as well. Um, They, you know, tend to have more skin problems, Um, you know, and ultimately when it gets to a spot when, you know, the their matting becomes severe, the coat becomes so impacted, you're really getting to a, a level where you're cutting off circulation sometimes to the coat, you know, the skin. And you'll see these dogs where it, and it does happen very quickly, you know, especially the more they play in the water and the more that they, you know, run around and being here by the beach, you know, these wonderful places we can go with all their, you know, all our friends. It's, uh, it happens, uh, you know, maintenance is a very big thing to make sure that we're helping them have their ability to be healthy, happy, and, you know, keep a good balance with that. Good to know. Good to know. Now, do you guys do um, boarding? Do you board animals there? Uh, only do- uh, only on the, the pearology side. We have, gotcha. you know, the cats and the small animals. Um, we are, obviously, most people know, but very close to residential. And sometimes dogs are, uh, well, most of the time, dogs are much noisier. So, you know, overnight boarding, um, all of our residents would not appreciate, I think, having overnight dog friends. Gotcha. But the cats and the bunnies are, you would never know they're there. They're very <laughs> polite. They're very quiet. Um, and, you know, the guinea pigs also that have joined us, that they're, they're also very, you know, polite residents. That's so cute. <laughs> That's so considerate. Yes. Since the people live right behind you. Well, yes. You know, that part about going, you know, having, having the business be, you know, correct. That's part about we are not allowed to have dogs spend the night. But uh, that is so we, you know, even if we really would like to, that is an option we don't, we don't have. So, but the, all of the furology or, you know, dogs are just have to find other wonderful places to enjoy. But Perology says we would love to have any level of cat, bunny, guinea pig, please come stay the night with us. Have you ever had any like really random kind of odd requests for, for watching an animal that, you know, isn't the typical, like you said, cat or guinea pig or rabbit? Um, as of yet, no. You know, we or, will or find, grooming. you know, grooming requests. Um, sometimes we, you know, do get some ones that are, you know, what we would consider interesting. Um, but a lot of times, you know, it's most of the, most of the situations that are, you know, the dogs are, people have requests because the dogs are particular and sometimes the dogs have requests or the cats have requests and it doesn't, we have to accommodate those <laughs> certain parts of, you know, I, I don't like that. I won't do that. And we go, Oh, Okay, well then I guess we're we're just not going to have that look today, are we? Mm. Fair enough. So I imagine that when you're doing this, you have some serious PPE, right? Some serious <laughs> gloves, maybe a face mask. You know, uh, you would think so, but PPE really the uh, biggest part of PPE for us is our extreme cleaning and sanitation process. As far as working with the animals, um, I just meant so like getting a claw. Uh, you know, it is part of maybe it's an, an occupational hazard, an aggressive nip because you. It does happen. Um, You know, that spot of if, you know, you are using the correct equipment, you're reading body language, and you're really taking the opportunity to listen to what the animal is telling you. Most of the time, you can, you know, avoid the situation where it turns into a, you know, situation of being bit. 
Every once in a while, they sneak one in. Not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Keep is you 100% on your toes, fair. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, uh, I have a, you know, saying that 99% of the time, if you get bit, it was probably your fault. You weren't paying good enough attention, weren't watching the warning signs, weren't using the right equipment. Every once in a while, they're quick. And I almost have to laugh every time because it's like, all right, fair enough. You got me on that one. But, you know, really, ultimately, we try to provide a very stress-free, um, calm environment. There are things that certain animals just can't handle based on, you know, whether they're older pets and their joints just don't work the same way anymore and they need a little help being stabilized. And really, it just comes to that part about going, that hurt. I don't like it and I'll bite you. And sometimes you get the young puppies that just are really scared, don't know what to do. And they're like, I have to bite you because I don't know what to do. And it's like, no, it's okay. Here, let me give you a hug. They're like, oh, it's not scary if you hug me. And it's like, no, it really, it's okay. So we really want to make sure we take the time to sit there and, you know, support each, each pet for what they need, what's going to make the experience best for them. And ultimately, you know, we need to, you know, achieve the the successful part of grooming, you know, you've gotten your nails done, you've gotten your ears done, you've, you know, gotten your coat either, you know, brushed out or you've gotten a haircut, but we don't, it's, you know, it's not worth the the stress level on any little fur creature to put it to the spot where it's uncomfortable or it's that scared. So, so just because you bring your, your animal in doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to get everything that you're hoping for because you don't want to stress them out. And Very much so. Gotcha. You know, it's it makes that, sense. It is. I mean, it's, you know, when you can't, speak and tell someone that I don't like that, you know, that reaction of it's fight or I flight. And when you're put in a spot where you can't run and your only option is to fight, it depends on how serious the fight is and what the fight's for. You know, if it comes down to, I'm scared about it, that part about, well, let's work this through. Fair enough. You know, a lot of the dogs, um, especially that we see, it's, it really comes down to building the relationship, taking the time. They kind of look forward to it or get used to it anyway. Um, I would, a lot of the dogs really look forward to it. A lot of the dogs, uh, upon drop off, you would think that it is the worst situation that has ever occurred <laughs> in their life. And they come every four weeks and every time it's just a horrible it's like the day. First day of kindergarten. Oh, every it's single just time. every time. And then as soon as they're through the door, they are fine and dandy. And it's that part about going, okay, great. I know what we're going to do. I know how the flow goes. And majority of the time when we're finishing up and you get that little spray and you get the bow in the ear, the dogs are like, yep, that was great. So they, it's really the best thing to sit there and go, it, it's a situation where we want to make it positive because it's something that really does need to be done for the best health of the pet. Realizing also that grooming can be very stressful and what can we do to make sure and provide the best experience possible, the best support possible. And if it comes down to, I can't do that today, we have to sit there and go, Fair enough. So does there ever come a time when you're working with an animal and then you have to let the owner know that maybe they're sick or they have something that maybe somebody doesn't uh, notice something that you might notice? Sounds like you guys are pretty connected to the animals. Very much so. And that's one of the privileges of having a consistent relationship with your groomer. Um, we have the ability to put our hands on differently in, you know, a, like I said, most of the time a monthly situation. And so things that change or Oh, this bump wasn't here. This has gotten bigger. Or wait a sec, I this you know this is this doesn't feel the same to me. Or so you know, Fluffy doesn't seem quite as perky today. When was the last time you had a blood panel run? And you know that's really an opportunity to sit there for us to go. We feel something has changed, and we would highly suggest you see your vet. This is you know our department to go. You don't. This is something is different for us. 
go talk to your vet about, you know, make sure everything's okay. And there are, you know, a lot of situations where we've had, you know, cotton things that have been able to be addressed quickly. And because of that, um, you know, it has been, the dog has been provided with an opportunity for a longer life or a better life. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that as a general rule, pet parents don't look at their dog's teeth or their cat's teeth. And, you know, the dog's eating just fine. It takes treats and it never stops and goes, oh, there's something wrong with your teeth. And, you know, when we're sitting there, you know, brushing the teeth or looking at the, you know, trying to, you know, get a face and all of a sudden the dog jerks back, you go, hey, is everything okay? And you go, oh, you have a loose tooth. Well, that has to hurt. Or goodness, your your gums are really inflamed. And then going, okay, that's that's something your vet's going to have to address. And, you know, then you'll see them the next, the next go around and it's like, oh, somebody got their teeth done and you sure feel a lot better. That pearly smile is there. So it's really a it's a nice thing to be able to advocate for the pets to go, Hey, this is something that we see that needs to be addressed. We're going to go ahead and tell your mom and dad. And that way they can make sure that you get the care you need. Yeah. That must feel good. I mean, you're talking about having obviously so much emotional intelligence to just, first of all, make the pets feel comfortable and and be able to kind of interact with them. And like you said, no, you know, in a touch and go situation, which direction to move with them, but to also kind of have enough experience to know, what doesn't look right on a pet and what is kind of abnormal is, is pretty cool too. So in addition to you having over 20 years of experience, I know you've talked about your staff being pretty well experienced in addition to you. Oh, my entire staff is, uh, it's really a privilege to work with people of their caliber of, you know, knowledge and passion. Um, it's, uh, that spot of it's to have, the pet's best interest at all times and everybody to be able to provide that and want to provide that is something that it's a very important part of me for my business. Um, it's uh, to be able to build relationships with, you know, our customers and our fur friends that gives us the opportunity to have long lasting ones. You know, a lot of my relationships with my customers have been for some of them close to two decades and I've, you know, seen multiple pets and seen, you know, small humans turn into adults and get married. And that part about it's it's really a beautiful thing to have that opportunity to have such a connection with people and their pets and provide a, a different it's a different level of love. You know, it's I, I really enjoy working with all of uh, you know, the clients and the people that, you know, work at both Ferology and Perology because we're we all have the same like mind, you know, our clients want the best for their pets. We want to provide the best for their pets. And it's such a wonderful thing to have that opportunity. So, Sorry about that. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask, is, is this your first ownership endeavor or had you owned previously? Uh, I co-owned a business back in my early twenties and um, that was a wonderful start to it. And then I had a, you know, worked for a corporate location for many years and got a very deep rooted foundation, on a different level of business and, you know, how to operate things. But as far as my, this is my first journey as owning a business. And I am so grateful to have the opportunity and be on it because it's just a, it's a beautiful road. Well, it's, your passion is obvious and, and it's infectious. It's really neat to, to see how much you, uh, you care about uh, other people's animals. And, and I'm assuming you're some of your animals on your own. I, you know, I do love all of my fur kids. Um, I would not know what to do if I didn't come home to, you know, hair and <laughs> having to, you know, scoop litter boxes and that part of it's, uh, it's just always been part of my life and I wouldn't want it any other way. Awesome. awesome. Gina and I, my wife and I are, are uh, dog likers. Like we love <laughs> our dog. Everyone else's dog. We can't, we like them. 
Yeah. It's, you know, that the, I think part of what I really enjoy is to be able to know some of these, some of these fur kids for so long, I, you know, it's when you see them and you start as, you know, small little pups and they're, you know, these tiny little bundles of fur and you watch them get, you know, bigger and older and you see their personalities change and you, they, then you see, you see them get older and you look in your eyes and you go, Oh, you've gotten old. <laughs> when is you've, what happened? And then you realize, Oh, well, well, that's because it's been 13 years. No wonder we've, we've both gotten older. Oh goodness. That's, you know, and, but that's a, it's a wonderful thing. You know, it's to have, I would not be able to have as many pets. I have, you know, had a lot of pets in my life and I would love to have as many as I possibly could, but I also know the balance that comes with, you know, food and proper vet care and everything of cleaning and going, I can't take everybody home. Well, you kind of found like a funny little in between by owning these businesses. So it's, you still yes. get the overload and the interaction. And- I get to deal with a wide assortment of fantastic <laughs> kiddos, and that spot of I get to love them and enjoy them. Yeah, it's kind of like the you like know the grandparent, the, cool the grandparent relationship. <laughs> that part about going, you get to come over, we yeah. get to love you, we get to spoil you, and then you get to go home, and we yeah. just got to enjoy all this fantastic fun stuff with you, and you know, now go home and enjoy your family. Yeah. That's a cool balance. It's a wonderful balance. Well, with the holidays coming up, I, you know, um, I'm assuming that, that you're busy with boarding cats. Uh, you know, we still have plenty of opportunity to take some, you know, feline friends for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are, would love to give anybody a tour that would like to, you know, personally come down and see the facility. We are very transparent in everything that we do. So by all means, if you are looking for some place to, you know, board your, your cat or your small animal friend for the holidays, please do let us know. Come take a tour. We'll be happy to set you up, let you, you know, know what you need to provide for us as far as vaccines and things like that. Um, so that opportunity is still definitely there for folks as far as the, uh, grooming capacity of it. Uh, those appointments, some of our, uh, very regular clients have their appointments set at the beginning of January for the end of the year. And so we are very limited on what's left for holiday appointments for grooming, but, um, the boarding side, that is still one spot that we can definitely fully accommodate some new fur friends. Very cool. Very cool. I didn't, uh, we never thought about boarding. We always like had somebody next door take care of the kid, the you know kid next door take care of the dogs or whatever. And it was always so stressful because we didn't realize that you could take your your animal somewhere for the weekend. And you know, it's always the balance. Some pets really do beautifully at home, and it's you know sometimes not worth upsetting them to take them to a new location for them to have to adjust to. Other times, it you know it also depends on who's caring for them. Um, things can happen very quickly. And if someone is only checking on your pet once every 24 hours, if something was to go wrong, it unfortunately is probably a situation where you're not going to have the time to be able to hopefully fix it or get them the, you know, the service that they need. Um, So, you know, boarding is a, it really is an opportunity for a lot of people to just know that their pet is safe. Um, they're being well taken care for, you know, you can guarantee that their food, water is accessible. Litter box has been clean. And then, you know, gosh forbid, if something does change quickly, someone is there to make sure that they can quickly go to a, you know, a vet to receive the care that they need. Have you guys ever had to deal with that where you've had to have kind of emergency services pop up with animals that you're, you're taking care of in a different capacity? You know, it, unfortunately with working with animals, uh, you know, anytime that you're working with moving creatures and sharp instruments and, you know, a wide variety of things, uh, animals really like to hurt themselves and you even setting everything up for the best success possible. Um, there are situations sometimes where they just manage to, you know, they move quickly and there's an unfortunate Nick. 
Um, you know, some of the dogs, you know, you just find out that, okay, so you don't, you can't be in a crate. Good to know. You will cause yourself harm. Fair enough. And, uh, you know, so there are times, especially with like, you know, me working with the animals, like I said, for 30 years, I have seen overall anything and everything. And one of the privileges that I've had from that experience is to be able to pretty much do everything in my power to set up both businesses to prevent as many situations from happening as possible. Um, you know, having that experience with these animals and going, if you think it can happen, it will happen. So it's, it's probably not something that's like an everyday occurrence, just oh, something that no, happens not at on all. occasion. Not at all. You know, while, and it's, you know, hmm? you know, that spot about going, you know, like I said, it's, we, we strive, especially at, you know, ferology and perology to make sure that we, do everything we can to put, you know, safety as a number one priority. And that is, you know, for all of us, you know, human and animal, that part about going, you know, the way that, you know, we have our kennels set up, the way that we have our bathing system set up, the way that we have all of our intake and exit, you know, the doors, the safety, you know, and even all of our equipment, you know, state-of-the-art equipment. And over at Perology, like I said, all of the individual rooms with individual doors, you know, but even like I said, that spot of, you know, it is amazing sometimes how, I, I swear in a padded room, animals could hurt themselves. So it is always best just to make sure that you do have an emergency plan set up. Um, you know, since we have taken on the op- opportunity to, you know, welcome overnight boarders, um, we do have a different level of protocol for safety in, you know, that situation. And, you know, luckily for all of our fur friends, we, like I said, our experience level gives us the you know, knowledge of how, how and what to do in the situation, how to act quickly, correctly, and make sure that we can either provide the care that they need or get them to a place, you know, efficiently so they can have the service they need. But well, it's nice that you're, you're in the community, you're nice and close near a lot of houses. So it's not like you have to go far away. And it's it's nice that you can uh, provide all of those services that help people that have pets um, vacation more comfortably or, they can be confident when they go to lunch after they drop their, their pet off that, you know, everything is going to be cool when they come back and, and that you guys are pros. We are. And we are very, we are very proud to be able to offer that as all of the services that we can. Good deal. Well, thanks for coming on. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, I'm thankful that you're here. Absolutely. Um, I was going to say, John, I was kind of thinking about it earlier. That's why I asked, um, you know, with Thanksgiving on the horizon, I just, I'm super thankful for just, you know, this is going to sound generic, but for saying for you, thankful for you. We have a really cool, unique friendship. Um, John used to be my boss. He hired me at the chamber and now, you know, after he left the chamber, I kind of got to inherit his position eventually. And, um, so we have a really unique friendship. So I'm, I'm really thankful for him. And, you know, before we started this podcast with you today, Lindsay, he was talking to you a little bit more about himself and, saying how he just, you know, he really likes to stay connected to the business community. And I, I think that your job at the chamber has given you a bigger love for that. In addition to kind of your upbringing and like your entrepreneur heart. But, um, for me, I'm, I'm thankful to do this. This is kind of cool. This is like the deep dive for businesses that are in town that they really deserve. Um, you know, he, he started the Santee update deal and it's kind of been like a Facebook thing primarily, but now he gets to use that audience and, and kind of plug into the podcast and it gives more than just the snapshot that I think you typically do on your Facebook show and, and kind of go deep dive, like I said, and people like you. So I'm Lindsay, I'm like super thankful for you as well. Having 
amazing folks in our community who are part of, uh, you know, our, our business world here. And, um, you know, just seeing you guys grow over the years and during a really, really hard time, I'm really thankful for the membership that you've, um, kept with us and looking forward to, you know, bringing on furology and having you guys compete against each other next year in Santee's favorites. <laughs> yeah, that'll, be, that'll be the fun. No, it's a, definitely, it's a, it's an awesome thing that you take the time to, you know, speak individually to the small businesses because, sometimes we do kind of blend in and, you know, people don't realize what's available next door and what you really would be, you know, the options are there and to highlight certain businesses and give people the chance to share their love and passion. It's it's a really awesome experience. So thank you for having me. Oh, sure. Thank you for coming in. It's been a pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. Bye.